This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. We estimate that there's nearly $3 trillion of deposits that are making less than 0.25%. And that means that consumers in America are missing out on $50 billion of interest. So get your $50 billion, everybody. Get your share because it's, (laughs) it's there and it's free. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. My name is Andy Hill, and today we're answering another question from the Marriage, Kids, and Money community. And usually I do this on the first Monday of the month, but uh, things have gotten a little off schedule with my visit to FinCon last week in Orlando and the whole Disney trip, and I'm just a little off, guys. I, it's just going to be a little different now. So just just this month, this little this little switch up will uh, just throw us off, maybe just for one week, and then we'll be back to normal next week. So I appreciate your patience as I am uh, crafting this whole podcast schedule. (laughs) After our question, we are highlighting another Money Master of the Week. And last but not least, our FinTech Spotlight segment will feature Anand Talwar from Ally Bank. Anand and I caught up at at FinCon, of all places. (laughs) And we chatted about how online banking not only makes our lives easier, but it makes us a whole lot more money as well. All right, let's jump into today's show. Our question of the month comes in from Chad from Ohio. Hello, Andy. I know I'm supposed to save, but I just don't. I read your blog and hear you talk about saving, and it sounds natural for you. I'm not sure I've been blessed with the savers gene. Do you have any advice for me to get motivated? Thanks, Chad. That's it. That was a short one. Thanks for writing in, Chad. I I totally get it, man. Saving, budgeting, investing, boring, snooze fest. I talk to my wife about these topics all the time, and I just put her to sleep, my friend. (laughs) No, literally, in order for me to talk to her about these topics, she requires me, she requires that I give her a back massage while doing it, so she's at least getting something out of it. (laughs) But you didn't come here to hear my marital bedroom talk. You asked for motivation, and Chad, I am going to give it to you, brother. Not only am I going to tell you what I think, but I asked nine of my good buddies from FinCon to join me in answering your question as well. These are personal finance experts, millionaires, and money geeks that talk to people all around the country about growing their wealth. So you want motivation to save, Chad? Well, here you go. I asked my friends these three questions. Number one, why do you save? Number two, if they were given $100,000 right now, no strings attached, 
how would they use it to build their wealth? And then number three, if they were given $1 million right now, but had to give it all away, what would they do with that seven-figure sum? All right, let's hear from this rowdy bunch that I that I met with at FinCon, and then I'll give you my three answers to round out as number 10. So you got 10 answers. And the point of this chat is to give you that motivation, man. The 10 of us definitely don't know your specific situation, but I'm hoping you'll find a nugget or two in there that gets you all jacked up because that's the only way you'll save Chad with a compelling reason. I'm Jillian from Montana Money Adventures. Uh, Garrett Philbin, San Luis Obispo, California. So the podcast is called Beyond the Dollar. Hey, Nick, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Doing Doing great, Andy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so I have a YouTube channel called Mapped Out Money, and then a blog that goes along with it, but mostly YouTube. I'm Zena Kumak. I'm a freelance writer, speaker, and money coach at ConsciousCoins.com. I'm Chris Mamula, and I write the uh, blog, Can I Retire Yet? I'm Joe Salcihai. I'm the creator and co-host of the Stacky Benjamins podcast. Hey, my name is Nick Elkins. I run a site called TeachMyKidsMoney.com, and I'm a financial coach. So I'm Pete McPherson from DoYouEvenBlog.com. I'm Marcus Garrett with Paychecks and Balances. We help millennials raise their paychecks and lower their balances by helping them find money, save money, and get out of debt. Awesome. So, Jillian, why do you save money? I've always saved to give me more options, to give me more freedom, so that I had more choices in the future. For me, I save money because it gives me this sense of, oh my gosh, the word that popped into my head was confidence, which is interesting. That wasn't actually the first one of like internally that I was like, hmm, is that the right answer? But really what it does is it gives me this sense that I actually have the opportunity to take chances, to take risks, that if I want to try something new, right? So for me, being an entrepreneur, it's like, oh my God, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And it allows me to have a backup plan. So that's actually what allowed me to start my financial coaching business, was having 25 grand in the bank, no kids that I knew about, and not spending very much money every month. It was like, okay, this is a runway for about a year. So savings gives me confidence, gives me freedom to make the choices that I actually want, and just this feeling of security. Um, So I would say those are the top three. Honestly, Andy, the biggest reason I save money is because I want to be able to do more of what I want to do. I like to tell people that a lot of us know the difference between your needs and your wants, but most of us don't take time to think about the difference between our wants and our really wants. And so we spend money on all these things that we want, but I want to stop spending money on stuff I just kind of, sort of want. I want to be able to spend as much money as humanly possible on the stuff I really want. And the only way to do that is to think about those really wants ahead of time and then save for them. I save money for peace of mind. Um, There is nothing like going, uh, starting up your car and hearing a weird sound and turning up the radio to block it out. We've all done that, yeah. But there's nothing like knowing, ah, weird sound. I'm just gonna go to the mechanic tomorrow and having that separate savings account for car repairs. Um, There's nothing like going to the doctor and not just on your physical, and knowing that whatever you need to do, you've got the cash to cover it. Um, I think the proudest I ever felt was, um, you know, my husband needed a root canal. I was like, yes, I'm not 22. We can afford a root canal now. 
Um, I think that's really powerful. And it's, that's not a fun, sexy thing. I think most people say, I like money to travel. I like money to, you know, um, do something really cool. I like money to show my kids a good experience. But having the peace of mind that when something really, truly bad happens, you can cover it. Uh, so we're at a position now where um, even though I quote-unquote retired, uh, we still actually save a little bit of money um, just because um, my wife is working. But why we save money originally is to get to this position. So right now my wife does work about 25, 30 hours a week. I am not working other than fun stuff I'm doing on my blog. And we do it because we want to have time with our daughter and uh, we get out. And we're also, um, the original term I coined was a dirtbag millionaire. So kind of we live like dirtbags and climbing bums and ski bums and we want to get out in the mountains, so we moved across the country to do that. So we're living our life we want to live. I, I say money now, A, because I can. It's become such a habit that I, I love doing it. I also like to travel. I like to travel extravagantly. Uh, we just went to Vienna. We did a lot of it um, on points for free, paid cash for those points later. But then uh, at the end, we splurged on this beautiful hotel in Vienna, and that's the kind of stuff I say for. I say for experiences. I mean, my, my wife and I love to take vacations. We, uh, we love to travel. Um, and we love, to, we love to do fun experiences and make memories with our kids. I originally saved money because that's what everyone said I should do. And I didn't really know how much or when to do it. However, I've been through a layoff now. I've put my family through some financial strain. And so the answer to that now is I save money for just a great peace of mind going forward. If I ever lose my job again, if my wife ever gets out of work, we can be less stressed, less anxious, that sort of stuff. I save money to make emergencies inconveniences. Uh, instead of having mistakes and it being the difference between, you know, what am I gonna do this month, oh my God, how am I gonna cover this, to this is a minor inconvenience because I know that I have the savings that I need to support this and get over this issue. This is no longer an emergency. So Jillian, I uh, really am enjoying this conversation. I'm going to give you $100,000 for this interview. How would you use that to build your personal wealth? I think I would buy one more rental property. So to build my wealth, I actually have a solid emergency fund, like four months set up right now. So I'd probably actually top it off to six. Uh, and then I would invest a large amount of that and then leave a little bit for investing in business. I'd probably take 80% of it and throw $40,000 straight towards like long-term retirement investing and into, uh, I, I have a couple of stock market index funds that I use, so I'd put at least half of it there. I'd probably take that other chunk and set it aside for some of those bigger goals like a down payment on a house, some of those things that we know we wanna do but are years away. And then honestly, Andy, I'm, I'm a big proponent of blowing a little bit because I think you have to enjoy the journey along the way. So I'd probably immediately go out and buy that kayak. Remodel my house. Or maybe buy, no, I'd probably remodel my house and um, that would take some bit. And then I would probably invest a really good chunk and then I would take a big chunk and uh, now I'm gonna sound basic, but I would probably go to Norway or Switzerland, like a, a big trip that I wouldn't save for personally right now because it's really expensive and you can go to Greece for a lot less money. So I'd probably go like do like an aspirational trip to an expensive country. Passive index funds, um, I set it and forget it and let it grow and I go about living my life. I think I do two things. I love building businesses. I built three in my career and uh, I would invest it in building my business faster, number one. 
and remembering that I, when you build a business, you're building it to sell. So even though I see myself doing Stacking Benjamins forever, part of that way to wealth is systems and processes and making yourself obsolete. But then the rest of it, I would diversify it. There's all kinds of cool investments that I hear about all the time. One that particularly that I'd love to do with part of that is this concept called Artfina. And I heard about them last year. They've taken art, and I love art anyway, and they've, they've used uh, they've used mathematics to figure out wh- which artists are rising in value and which ones are declining. And instead of buying a mutual fund, you buy into like this mutual fund for art. And I haven't done that yet. If I had that money that was not in my plan now, I would totally do that. So I know that's an infomercial for that company, but I think it's really cool. So we're right on that cusp of getting into rental real estate. So I think that would probably be the next step. Aside from buying new cars, probably just go with index funds and bonds and in my brokerage account. Like most people, not most people, a lot of people might already know to kind of like max out the retirement, the Roths, the IRAs and all that great stuff. So a little bit of that. But honestly, I think I'm at a great lifestyle point now where I don't need to change it. I'm okay just saving money. So I would actually just invest or save like the entire thing. Maybe, I don't know what the percentage would be, but mainly long-term growth, maybe some in a nice bank account online or. So honestly, I'm gonna be real with y'all knowing myself, I'm gonna do the 80-20 rule, so I'm probably gonna ball out with 20,000 in some type of way, make it rain, maybe have a party. I like to celebrate and bring the people in, so I probably get some of my closest friends, keep my circle small, but I think we'd have a good time. And then I'd be responsible with that remaining 80,000. I'm actually conservative by nature, despite all my activities and used cars with new rims. So I'd probably put in the index fund and I'd be perfectly content with seven to 10% returns. I'm gonna give you a bonus of $1 million, but you can't keep the money. You gotta give it away or you gotta give it to a cause or a charity that you appreciate. What would you do with that $1 million? We have adopted four kids from foster care and I'm really passionate about that because there's still 100,000 kids in the U.S. waiting for adoptive parents. Available for adoption, they're out there, and I would give to support helping support foster families or find new, awesome, amazing adoptive foster families. Oh my gosh, so I actually volunteered full time for two years uh, when I was, what was it, 22 to 24? And what I would do is I would probably give a majority to that organization called LaSalle Volunteers because what they do is they have people go into low-income communities and it's from an education standpoint. So really serving, uh, whether it's high schools, middle schools, grade schools, and just being able to educate uh, people and get them out of poverty and give them at least some tools, right? That's only one piece of the puzzle. But I would donate most of my money to that. And then also there's an organization that I love uh, which helps... um, People in Africa, I think they were in Rwanda originally, but then spread, and it allows them to go to college and then also gives them internship opportunities and flies them to the U.S. to be able to have those internships and really helps them become entrepreneurs. So not only become college educated, but give them the tangible tools to start and grow their own businesses. So those two would be where I'd put most of my money. Our hearts are uh, mostly for kids who find themselves uh, without a family. And so uh, adoption is something that 
we have not done yet, but it's something that we know we're going to do down the road. And I can't adopt all of the kids in the world. Unfortunately, there's an upper limit to how many I can I can physically take care of. Um, but I would probably donate the bulk of that money to helping kids in the foster system in the U.S. and then probably also helping kids in orphanages. And, and honestly, Andy, a lot of it would probably go to especially the kids who people don't want, uh, kids with special needs, kids with um, specific illnesses. Um, like we have some friends who adopted a little girl from China, and uh, she has a cleft palate. And luckily they have the, the budget and the means to be able to take care of that, where a lot of families wouldn't be able to adopt that child because they'd be concerned about the medical uh, bills that come along with that. So that's probably where I would put the bulk of the money, is helping out kids in those situations be able to get placed with families who can help take care of them. Okay, I think I um, would probably do something like like Planned Parenthood, something for uh, like setting up low-cost health clinics in rural areas or areas where people don't have access, and then maybe the ACLU because I already give them money every month. Currently what I am um, kind of starting to devote more time to is just giving back to, there, there's a lot of financial illiteracy, and I see the impact of how it's affected my life, how I'm able to do the things I want, live a healthier lifestyle, have more time with my daughter, so I would love to get more, and I'm starting to get more involved in financial literacy, and so my blog kind of caters to more people looking to early retirement, but I'd like to get to the people that really need the help, and uh, so that kind of uh, involves giving your time away and, and, and giving your money away, and so that's where I think where I'd spend it, because it's, it's a powerful message. I love that, so when I moved from Detroit to to Texas, I uh, there were no sidewalks, and there were there weren't these beautiful uh, walking trails like there are in other communities, and. I realized that communities need these safe routes to schools, they need to connect neighborhoods, people like to walk. I got I get really passionate about that uh, because I there was somebody in our neighborhood who was killed crossing a street where there was no sidewalk. So I build walking trails. I love these rails to trails projects. I love, uh, I, I love bicycling, healthy activities. I also know from a money perspective that there's nothing less expensive that a community can do than building trails that beautifies the community. Um, I would do that, number one. And number two is my mom has arthritis. The show's in my mom's basement. I love the Arthritis Foundation and anything I can do to help people with arthritis. And mom's not afflicted by juvenile. She's too old to be a juvenile, but juvenile arthritis is this horrible thing. So Arthritis Foundation and Building Pathways. You know, I really like the idea of supporting kid entrepreneurs. I'd like to do some sort of like kid entrepreneurship incubator and getting kids outside of their comfort zone, teaching them it's okay to fail, teaching them to start businesses, to make a difference in the world, follow their passion, and make money doing it. I've just gotten on board recently with new women's shelters specifically. So in my hometown, I live in Rome, Georgia. They've had a men's shelter for the homeless for 20 or 30 years, not a single shelter for women and children. They're building their first one right now, so I would give at least some of that million to them and then probably find other causes like that in surrounding cities or areas, uh, specifically going with women's shelters for women and children. So I actually don't know what that charity or cause would be right now, but I've always been interested and I've talked to some people that have a foundation, so I like to leave a legacy or make a difference. So I actually might start something of my own. And what I would see kind of in my, my mind right now is 
something that gives back and helps people when I was in that position. So when I was $30,000 in debt and my, you know, at rock bottom, I had no idea what I was going to do. It had been nice to have an organization to come and go to and they would help me get back on my feet, teach me the appropriate steps, and I would like to be the conduit for developing that organization. So I'd either partner with someone and I don't know who that is, or I would start it myself because I really believe in being the difference that you want to see. Well, I feel motivated. I don't know about you, Chad, especially that last question. That one is designed to help you think big. Wouldn't it be incredible if, if money weren't an issue, I'd do X. Think about it for a second. What would you do with a million dollars if you had to give it away? How would an extra $100,000 rock your world? It's fun to think about. And uh, I, I, hope, I hope you have fun with it, Chad. It's, a, it's an opportunity to really dive deep and to grab that motivation. All right, now it's my turn to have some fun. Why do I save? Well... I save to protect my family and strengthen our family tree. It's just not a funny tagline that I use. Literally, I want to strengthen our family tree. My parents did an incredible job raising me. They, they made me feel loved and they gave me privileges that I'm so grateful for. So they developed this incredible family tree and I want to strengthen it. I want to keep that legacy of love and opportunity for my children. So that's why I save. What would I do with $100,000 extra to build my family's wealth? Hmm. I'm going to copy Jillian from Montana Money Adventures, one of our first uh, interviews there, or respondents, and say that I would get our very first rental property and we'd buy that baby with cash. That's what we're trying to do right now. We're trying to save up our money to, to get to that point. So if I got another 100000 bucks or 100000 bucks, that's what I would do. And then the million dollars that I can't keep, what would I do with that? I would probably split it between the five charities that I, that I feel pretty passionate about right now. And those five are, number one, Sandy Hook Promise. This is an organization that provides training to children and adults to prevent senseless gun violence in schools. It's developed by the, uh, the parents from the Sandy Hook tragedy. And then the second one is the Malala Fund. This was founded by the Nobel laureate Malala Yousafzai, and it invests in education programs for girls globally. And the third one is Thorn. And it is an organization that, that is dedicated to ending child sex trafficking, which is horrible that that happens not only globally, but a lot in here in the United States. So that's, um, that's number three. Number four for me would be Feeding America. This is a hunger relief organization with a nationwide network of food banks that helps feed the hungry in the U.S. And then the fifth one is World Vision. This is an organization that sponsors children in poverty-stricken areas across the world. We've been sponsoring two children 
ever since our kids were born uh, that share the same birthdays as our kids so that on our kids' birthdays, we can not only celebrate them, but also celebrate other people who maybe don't have as much as us that are in different parts of the world. So that's our, that's a fun family tradition we've been doing. So those are the five organizations that I would probably split that million dollars up and, and bless because I feel blessed. We got a great life here. I just realized that most of those charities are all focused on helping kids get a better shot at life. (laughs) I guess that, uh, I guess that fits into my savings goal too. Makes a lot of sense. So Chad, I hope that gives you some food for thought. Go deep down and find out where your passion lies. That's where you'll find your reason to save. If you have a question like Chad, please contact me at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com or leave me a voicemail at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail. I absolutely love answering these questions. And I hope you all like it too. We'll be back to the show in just a moment after a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. 
Hey, everybody, thanks for considering our sponsors today. Let's jump back into the show. Now it's time to announce our Money Master of the Week. Lynn from New Jersey shared a recent win in our Thriving Families Facebook community, which you can all find at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash fbgroup. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash fbgroup. Now, she said that she didn't think this was a very big win, but I completely disagree. Here's the note she left. Last night, one of my friends posted on Facebook she was trying to get a large group of women to go to Sandals, Turks and Caicos in September of 2019 for a long weekend. Earlier, I had seen an ad for something similar, and it cost about $2,000 just for those four days. The amount of people that were commenting and interested was astounding to me, especially since I know many of them are deep in credit card debt. Thankfully, I was able to resist even the urge to say that I was interested. But once the pictures post next year, I think I'll be a little jealous. But I think then the reality will hit and I will be thankful that I didn't spend our money on that and instead paid off my husband's student loan that has been around so long it's outlived our pets. (laughs) I don't think she's hyperbole there. It's outlived their pets. The reason I think that uh, Lynn's, you know, choice here is such a big win. I I think it's a pivotal moment for her in in this journey she's on. She's decided that she wants to become student debt-free. She wants her family to become student debt-free more than going on another vacation. She's delaying gratification to do something incredible. Since we're a country that is drowning, drowning in $1.5 trillion in student loan debt, Lynn is taking matters into her own hands and saying... Not us. Not anymore. We are paying this bad boy off. Now, if my math is correct, based on our follow-up conversation and Facebook, uh, what's it called, Messenger, she's got about $10,000 left to go with these loans. It sounds like Lynn is setting a goal to get rid of these guys, these loans, these bad boys, by next year. Loans that she and her husband have had for almost 20 years. You heard her. She said they outlived the pets. Lynn, I cannot wait to celebrate this win with you when it happens next year. I think you and your husband should do something incredibly fun to celebrate, commemorate that moment, share it with people who appreciate it, and inspire others to do the same because we are a country that needs that type of story right now, Lynn. Be a light that helps your indebted neighbors find their way out. Thank you for inspiring me and everyone listening. By saying no to that trip, Lynn, you are saying yes to your student debt freedom. Lynn, thank you for sharing in the Thriving Families community, and congratulations for being our Money Master of the Week. Do you have a recent financial victory that you want to share on the show? Email me at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com or leave me a voicemail at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail. You guessed it, voicemail. I would love to hear from you guys. You can also join, uh, like Lynn did, in the Thriving Families community. 
at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash fbgroup. We're just a little community of families working on growing our wealth and giving our children and our families the best lives possible. So we're on Facebook, marriagekidsandmoney.com slash fbgroup. Tech Spotlight segment this month, we're featuring Ally Bank. Ally is a little different than your typical brick and mortar bank because they don't have any bricks or mortar. No physical locations, no branches. But how can we do our typical banking without a local branch? Well, today, we're going to find out. I've invited Anand Tawar on the show today. Anand is the Deposits and Consumer Strategy Executive at Ally. And we're going to chat with him today about this whole online banking biz and the benefits that exist for customers. Welcome to the show, Anand. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Absolutely. So Ally Bank, uh, I'll, I'll just set, set the floor. So I've been with PNC for a little while, and I had the savings account with them, but I was making 0.01% in my savings. And then I just I looked over at this purple company that was giving all, all sorts of money, and I said, well, what am I doing? So how? How is Ally able to provide a higher interest rate than your typical bank down the street? Well, first, I just want to congratulate you for finding the light. Um, because <laughs> the purple it is, light. It is a, it is a dark, uh, it's dark out there when it comes to banking, or at least it was until uh, until banks like Ally popped up. Um, but but really, the, the model is simple. Um, you know, we have we don't have any branches. Um, and, and because of that, we don't have a lot of the, the extra infrastructure that's required, and we're able to pass that value back onto our customers. And, and it's really, really simple. So um, instead of paying for a huge brick and mortar and old kind of marbled, um, marbled <laughs> walled buildings and gold doors and all those things that, that you know, traditional banks have, um, you know, we've, we've become the bank for the new millennium and have uh, a, you know, a really, really simplified infrastructure to deliver all the services that a customer wants. Um, just from the convenience of your home. And, and passing that value back is, is how we're able to do that. Excellent. So, you know, people, maybe people make, they feel a little cozy with their, their bank down the street, right? It's, it's got a little warm feeling. How are you guys able, able to still provide the services that people are used to with their local bank by being online? Well, really, I mean, the world has moved digitally. And so, um, you know, with the advances in technology, there, you know, when I, I think about it, there's only a handful of transactions that we can't facilitate that a customer might be used to getting at a, at a brick-and-mortar bank. Um, you know, things like, one, we don't accept cash, um, and so that, that's, that, you know, may be a pain point, but pretty small one. Um, we don't have a safety deposit box. And we don't have a notary for you. Ah, uh, the notary. notary. That's something I do every day, yeah, notary. Yeah, that's something that you really need on a daily <laughs> basis. You probably need one once every five plus years. Um, so, uh, you know, beyond that, um, we offer every single other aspect of banking. We've got a full product set. We offer checking, savings, CDs. Um, Beyond our deposit products, we have actually a, a self-directed brokerage and um, an investments business. If you want to put your banking and brokerage together, we offer consumer mortgages um, and and you know all the capabilities. Um, you can access it at any channel, um, mobile, web. Call us anytime, 24/7. Just press zero, and you'll talk to a human being anytime you want, um, which brick and mortars don't offer. That's and right. So, um, 
you know, offering that kind of access um, really, really trumps anything. And, and also with digital features like access to your money, um, you, can move, you can move money anytime seamlessly, as quickly as instant in some cases. We brought on the Zelle product um, a little bit ago, and so customers even have access to move their money instantly. If you want I actually to, had Zelle on the show just last month, and we talked through about it, and that's, that's something great. that I've used as well with Ally. So digging deeper a little bit with the everyday conveniences, if I want to go get some cash, like how do I get cash out of my online bank? Yeah. How does that work? Probably the same way you would get cash 99% of the, uh, the time at a brick-and-mortar bank. So um, a, a few things. One, um, we offer our customers access to 50,000 ATMs nationwide. And just a minor comparison, the biggest banks in the country and own their own ATM networks, and they may give their customers access to, say, 16 to 18,000 free ATMs in the network across the country. Second, within our... Um, their mobile app, we offer a cashback locator. So um, you're probably familiar with going to the grocery store or going to a, a, a pharmacy or something and swiping your debit card and being offered cashback. We offer customers convenience of, of exactly what locations you can do that at because you may not be close to an ATM regardless of where you are. Um, and finally, um, because we don't have our own ATM network and we don't have to pay for that infrastructure, we offer a $10 a month reimbursement for customers that need to go to anybody else's ATM. So I, I probably more access to cash than, than any other institution, quite honestly. It's so funny that you're, you're saying that because literally the, the PNC branch that was down, I hate to beat up on PNC, I'm sorry, PNC, but it was down the street. And I don't mind. We, yeah, I know you don't mind. Uh, that was down the street we used to go and get our money from and, you know, no fees and all that. that. The branch closed down, so now we have to go to other banks and it's the same feature of the $10 thing. So it's, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's what, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm, so I'm with you. So... When people are talking about saving their money and taking advantage of these good, these good uh, interest rates, mm -hmm. why might somebody go for a CD instead of just your typical 1.85% you guys are doing with the, with the savings account? It really depends what you're saving for. Um, so you know, people, and it's it's a it's a little bit you know mental and and what are you comfortable with? And that's the first thing I'd, I'd say to people. You know, when um, for our online savings product, where we offer um, currently a 1.85% APY. You have access to that anytime you want, and so um, if you need it in a heartbeat, you can move it. You know, you can you can access it at any point. If you're saving up for something, say a you know a wedding anniversary, a, you know a child going to private school or college or something, it's a longer term thing. You may want to siphon that money away just to eliminate the thought of ever accessing it. And so CDs typically offer a higher rate the longer term you have out there. And so those are great options depending on what you're doing if you're looking for a higher rate. We also at Ally offer a couple of more innovative CDs to, to give you a little bit more freedom with how you think about that. So we have an 11 month no penalty CD offer out there. Um, currently priced at 2.1%, so you can't transact out of it, but it pays a little bit more than our online savings account. We also offer um, what we call raise your rate CDs. So um, if you, we have a 24-month raise your rate CD and that, that pays interest competitively with other two-year CDs, um, but if rates go up, if our rates go up, customer has the option to raise their rate over the time horizon. So you don't have to worry about missing out on changes in interest rates. Um, you have the option to take advantage of that as well. And so it gives people a, the kind of freedom and flexibility to, to use that same mentality of I'm not going to access it, but they don't have to worry about 
not getting something if, if rates change. I like that. You get varying levels of need and you know uh, uh, goals that people can take advantage of. Maybe some people want to keep it away from them so they don't grab it, right? Yep. So that's, that's, that's actually a really good way uh, to break it down there. So, you know, let's talk about savings just in general. You know, we know how important saving is, but a lot of people just aren't doing it. You know, the majority of Americans, this is actually a, a sad statistic, the majority of Americans don't have enough to cover a $500 emergency. So does Ally have any strategies or features through their products that help people to combat the savings yeah. problem? Yeah, I mean, a few things. So we offer on our site a variety of calculators and content that just help people become more aware of their money habits, um, which is really the most important thing. Uh, you know, making sure you understand um, what money you're having coming in, what money is going out, and, and being mindful of those things is, is first and foremost. Second, our products are designed to be extremely customer friendly, meaning that we, we don't charge a lot of fees for anything. We try and avoid fees at, at all costs. And, and honestly, customers that transact or, or bank with other large brick and mortar, sometimes it's those fees that are keeping them from being able to grow their savings because yeah. you know maybe they transacted too much or um, they overdrafted one time and that was really expensive. The other thing, you know, quite honestly, is is the rate that we pay helps you grow your money at so much of a faster pace than than a brick and mortar. So you know, your PNC example where they paid you 0.01 percent means that for every thousand dollars you had saving with them, you're only growing ten cents a year, and at a you know a 1.85 percent, you're almost at you're almost at a hundred bucks. Yeah. It's it's not even a comparable kind of conversation. Absolutely, I'm not sure I would bend down for that dime. Like no. if it was right there. All that, all that time. <laughs> so I think, you know, a, a big reason to save, too, is just having a why, a purpose. Like, what is an objective? What are, what are some typical reasons that people might want to just save? Like, what is it for? Yeah, I mean, so first and foremost, we would always recommend for people, and this is, this is standard, that make sure you have an emergency fund and just... Have, you know, the unexpected is unexpected. And so be sure that, that people are prepared for that. Um, other times people are saving, you know, predominantly for things like, like retirement, um, like saving up for a car, a home, large purchases, and sometimes just, you know, aspirational things like they've always wanted to go on a great memorable vacation or things like that. So we find our customers are saving for a variety of things. Oftentimes they'll actually open up additional accounts to kind of segment their money because this account or this savings is for this very special thing versus this this is my standard, you know, emergency fund savings and things like that. That's cool. You know, a fun thing that I've that I've been doing for my kids is that we we did a jar system for them for chores. So we've got the the save, spend, and give jars. And Zoe, has, my daughter's six. She's um, she's six, and she's been helpful around the house quite a bit. So every week, if she completes all her chores, she gets two dollars for save, two dollars for spend, and then a dollar for give. But her save jar was getting overflowing. I mean, because she's doing she's doing a good job. I'm very proud of her. So we decided instead of just doing the jar, we decided we're going to open open up a little Ally Savings account for her. So now I want her to physically see the growth. So I show her on the app and I say, Hey, you know, you you had put fifty dollars in there and you're getting a little interest every time. And so she's understanding what that means to save and then actually to earn money by not doing anything. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a, been a great lesson for our yeah. family. Time and compounding are the best things for, for money to grow. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's fantastic. Um, you know, teaching those habits early is really, really important. Hopefully, hopefully more people do that for their children. They don't they don't end up in that situation where they don't have the $500 to cover sure. you know, the unexpected later on in life. Yeah, it is it is a privilege and an, and an honor that are an opportunity that I have that not only do we have that 500 bucks, but I'm able to help 
my daughter to plan this. So those are all steps, though. We get the emergency, and yeah. then we can help our kids not have an emergency in the future. So that's something we can all we can all work on together. So let's say let's say I'm I'm really liking this no brick and mortar thing, and I got the savings account. Like, all right, you, do you guys have a checking account product? You sure do. You do. So I can write checks from this. You account? can write checks. Okay. You can transfer money. You can transfer real time with Zelle. Yeah. Um, we also offer um, some really cool features um, to protect you. So we offer a debit card controls application. So in case, um, if you want to take control of how your money is being spent mm -hmm. um, and, and guard yourself against sometimes your own habits saying, you know, I don't really want to shop at that merchant because I've got, I got a little too much of a habit for Starbucks coffee or, you know, something. Or, or if you're traveling and saying, you know, I'm only, I'm going from where I live to this place. And if my card is used somewhere else, that's not me. And, and make sure that, so it gives you kind of full control. You can set, set limits um, based on geography, based on dollar amount, based on merchant type, um, really putting control in, in, in your hands and making sure that you kind of, you're protecting yourself and protecting your money. Okay, cool. Well, let's say I've been, I've been burned by a company and they've, you know, got my data stolen mm -hmm. or, you know, the, the, I was part of the Equifax blunder or something like that. What, what are you guys doing to make people feel comfortable with transacting all of their money online? Yeah, so a, a lot of things. Things like putting control in our customers' hands, like the debit card control application. We've also invested a tremendous amount um, in the background in advancing our analytical capabilities to prevent fraud. So we uh, we invested in a, in a machine learning AI model, we call it Deposits Risk Engine, which is not transparent to customers, but it's it's modeling all of the behavior in the background to notice if something seems wrong, or making sure that, that when you've applied for something, if you've applied for an Ally account, that we can validate that you are who you say you are, and, and that it's not, you know, Joe Fraudster um, from down the street, and so a huge focus of ours is going into um, going into fraud prevention and, and making sure because things like Equifax, your data is out there, my data is out there. Um, it's increasingly hard, but there are um, there are advances in, in capability to keep people safe. And so um, there's things both both transparent to customers that that we want people to know. Um, there's also things that we're doing behind the scenes to make sure that people are safe and investing in a lot of capability to to make sure that that just because you were a victim somewhere else doesn't mean that when you bank with us you'd be a victim again. That's Joe Fraudster. He's just getting everybody. Yeah. He Gotta is. get that guy. <laughs> Very cool. So I'm a Detroit guy. Uh, I understand the the company is headquartered there. It's probably just 20 miles from my home. So why why Detroit? Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how the company was brought together? Yeah. So um, Ally, um, while we've been branded Ally now for about a little over nine years, the company's nearly a hundred years old and actually started as um, as GMAC, the General Motors Acceptance Corporation, which uh, was the, the captive auto financing arm of, of GM. And, and so the, the heart and soul of the company really is based out of out of Detroit, where we uh, where we started. Although we've got um, we've got major locations in a few other cities around the country. I'm I'm actually in Charlotte, North Carolina, but but Detroit's been um, a major major hub for us, and, and it's just part of the soul of who the company is. And so we we're committed to the city and committed to to growth and development in the area, and it's been fantastic for us. You gotta love that, guys. FinTech in Detroit. We, we'll, we'll take that all day long. So, Anand, this was a lot of fun. Where's the best place people can learn? more about Ally and then potentially open up their own savings account? Yeah, ally.com. It's that simple. Um, just uh, just check us out on the web. You know, one, one thing
thing I, I note for consumers out there, you know, when you look at the 1.85% we're paying versus the national average of, of 0.08%, we estimate that there's nearly $3 trillion of deposits that are making less than 0.25%. And that means that consumers in America are missing out on $50 billion of interest. So get I, your $50 billion, go, everybody. Go get your share because it's it's there and it's free. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for being on today. I appreciate Thank you. it. Appreciate it. It's been great. Wow. I, I hope you guys all feel inspired to save today, my friends. Chad's question prompted 10 reasons for you to save. Lynn showed us the power of saying no to impulse and yes to saving. And on and from Ally Bank shared with us how we can save and make more money while doing it. You'll find all the links and resources for today's show at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 103, 103. Hey, I wanted to give a plug to my soon-to-be local Detroit friend, Joe Salcihai. He is hosting a live event for his Stecken Benjamins podcast on Wednesday, October 24th at Go Comedy in Ferndale, Michigan. If you are a Detroiter or Detroitish like me, suburb dude, <laughs> come on by. It's going to be drinks and laughter and a bunch of personal finance nerdery. It's just going to be delicious. Check it out at stackingbenjamins.com slash tour. I'm going to put that in the show notes for everybody to check out. I will be there. I'm even dragging Nicole there. I mean, this is a big deal. If she was going to come and hear some personal finance nerdery, I mean, that's a big deal. It's going to be fun, everybody. I hope I will see you there. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Ayn Rand. Money is only a tool. It will take you wherever you wish, but it will not replace you as the driver. Discover your passion and pursue it fully, my friends. Carpe diem. Carpe diem.